Good evening, you guys. If you're starting a long commute or cleaning or doing your morning routine or doing something that takes a really long time, this episode's gonna be perfect for you. If you are decompressing from your day or your shitty job or anything that you just wanna forget about, let's sit down and chat for the next hour. And I apologize in advance, my dog is literally humping her stuffed animal in the back. So if you're down for that too, stick around. Anyways, I made a video this time last year about different ways that you could start your life over, especially after you've gone through something extremely traumatic or extremely like huge in your life that you didn't expect to happen. And when I made that video this time last year, I was pretty new into going through something traumatic myself. So now I feel like that it's been a year later, we can come back to it, talk about it. And I want to tell you guys a little bit more about the things that we need to be doing after our life completely falls apart. And if you're going through this right now, I just want to remind you that your life is not falling apart. I know that it feels like it is, and I know that it feels like it's hard and you're never gonna get through it, but I promise you, you will. How do I know this? You're probably sitting there thinking, Destiny, you don't know my situation, you don't know what I'm going through. How do you know that I'm gonna be okay? Because you will. Every situation that you've ever been through that has been hard or you felt like you were never gonna get through, you survived. And I love that quote that says, you have survived 100% of your worst days. And I don't know who it's by, but if any of you guys remember or can find it, let me know. This isn't about me. This is about you guys. I'm here to tell you I've been through it. I know exactly what you can be dealing with. I know exactly how hard it can be. And I also know that it feels like it's never going to end. But over the course of you know, two or three years, I've taken lots of notes. I've made bullet points about things that have really helped me get through my journey. And I feel like these are really going to help you too. So listen close. And if you're someone who's more of a visual learner, like I am, maybe grab a pen and paper and jot some of these things down. I don't know. It might be useful later. So you've just gone through something extremely traumatic, something that is just the worst thing that you can ever imagine going through, whether that be a divorce you lost your job or, you know, you lost someone tragically, whatever it may be, whatever you're going through, I want you to sit with it just for a second and really think about the magnitude of what you're going through. Because the first thing that we're going to be doing is be honest with yourself. And by this, I mean, your tragedy is not comparable to anyone else's tragedy. So if you're sitting there saying, well, I'm going through a divorce, but it's not nearly as bad as the person going through, you know, X, Y, Z. I want you to stop right there. And I want you to be honest with yourself and think, no, I'm going through one of the hardest times of my life. And that's your truth. If that is the hardest thing that you've ever gone through, that's your truth. And we need to really be honest about that. I think a lot of times we look around at people who may have it worse than us or don't have it as bad, and we start to compare tragedies and think, well, honestly, what I'm going through isn't that bad, or I have no reason to feel bad. That's the first mistake that I definitely made in my healing process is comparing my tragedy to somebody else's. If you are going through something that no one else understands and you feel like it's hard and it's the hardest thing... Own that and understand it and be honest with yourself about it. I really can't stress that enough because the more that you minimize it and the more that I minimized it years ago, the worse it would get later on. So if you just confront it head on right away, 
it starts the healing process so much faster. I know that we've all met someone in our lives at one point or another that has gone through something super traumatic and right away they're like, I'm fine. That doesn't even bother me. Well, that's a trauma response, but we can get into that in a different video on a different day. But those type of people usually takes them longer to heal from things because they're not being honest with themselves. How do I know this? Because I've done this before. I've literally been the person who has said, yeah, that doesn't bother me. And in fact, it bothered me so deeply. So being honest with yourself, being honest about what bothers you is the first thing, the first step. And if you're not ready to admit it yet, that's fine too. Just acknowledge it and understand that it's there and we can move forward. This ties into my second topic. And I know a lot of you are going to get mad at me for saying this and I'm sorry in advance. Well, actually, I'm not sorry because this is going to help you. We need to get out of the victim mindset. I know, I know, guys, it hurts. It sucks. I know, but stick with me. Have you ever met someone in your life who... Anytime they had a problem or anytime something didn't go right for them, it was never their fault. It was always someone else's fault. They couldn't do this because someone else did X, Y, Z to them, or they couldn't get this job because, you know, someone let them down or whatever it was. I know I've met plenty of people like that. And I know that you listening have met at least one person like that. And if you are this person and you're listening to this, I hate to tell you, but you're that person. And you will notice a lot of your problems aren't so much problems when you change this mindset. And here's what I mean. When you start looking at things as a problem-solving mindset instead of a victim mentality, you cri- you start critically thinking, right? And you start trying to figure things out versus when you're in this victim mentality and you're thinking, oh, well, you know, woe is me. It's this person's fault. It's that person's fault. Because when we're pointing fingers at other people, It's really easy to not look at ourselves and say, okay, how can I change this? How can I make my situation better? Or how can I get myself out of, you know, whatever I'm going through? I want to give you guys a personal example. And I know that there's so many women listening to this that can relate to this as well. When I first became a new mother and I was really afraid to leave the relationship that I was in. I thought, you know, if I didn't make this work, if this wasn't going to work, then that means I failed as a person. So that kept me in a toxic relationship where I was afraid to get out. If you're a woman, you've ever been through this, you understand exactly what I'm saying. So when I finally got out of this relationship and of course my self-confidence wasn't at where it's at now and I wasn't thinking the way that I think now, but my first thoughts were, I failed and I'm never going to have XYZ. I'm never going to do this and I'm never going to accomplish this. Those words in my vocabulary alone were problematic. But when I kept myself in this victim mindset in the beginning, it stopped me from being able to problem solve and think, okay, how am I going to figure this out on my own? How am I going to be successful as a single mother? How am I going to be independent? How am I going to you know, be strong for my son? I'm going to be talking to my ladies for a second. So if you're one of the guys, just go somewhere else and come back. Ladies, it's really easy for us to get caught up in that victim mentality. And here's what I mean. When shitty stuff happens to us, and I put two in huge quotes because everything happens for us. And I know that that's really hard to see right now, but you will see it eventually. 
But everything that happens in our lives that we see or deem as a negative thing, we hold on to that as something that has happened against us, right? And I can say from personal experience, I know what that feels like. And it is so tiring. It's so tiring to walk around with a chip on your shoulder, you know, mad at everyone because you feel like everyone's done you wrong. And like I said, right now I'm talking to the women. Girls, do you know how smart we are? Do you know that you could literally figure it out all by yourself? And I mean this in the most respectful way possible, especially if you're a woman in a relationship. I don't want to give you the wrong impression. Women, if you are stuck in a victim mentality and you're angry and you feel like everyone has wronged you, do you know that you could get out of that mindset all by yourself and you can change the trajectory of your life as a whole? You literally get to rewrite your own story. No matter what has happened in your life that you feel people have wronged you, you get to rewrite all of that. You don't have to take on anything more than what you've already taken on. You know, it's a really beautiful thing when I meet women who have gone through one of the most trying times of their life and they say they're not angry with the people that have wronged them. And it's taken me a long time to get to that point as well. But it is such a beautiful thing to get to that place where you're not vengeful. You're not angry. You're not spiteful towards anyone. You're just understanding that everything happens for us and for a reason. And men, if you're listening to this too, don't be spiteful. Don't be hateful. It literally makes you bald. Your hair is going to start thinning. So don't even, don't even go there. But if you're a woman and you're listening to this, just know that we can do so much better once we get out of that victim mentality. So that's number two. The third thing And this one's going to be really hard to accept because one, it's true. And two, it means that we're going to have to face some things we don't want to face. Healing isn't linear. And that means there's going to be good days and there's going to be some really, really bad days. So what does that look like? So let's say that you've got this mindset shift and, you know, you're changing all of these ideas and you're becoming this better version of yourself and you're on cloud nine of all these ideas that you have And then the next day you feel like you're at day one, right? I know we've all been there where you feel like you're doing really well for a long time and then you just have one really low day that feels like you're starting over. But here's why it's an important lesson to remember the healing isn't linear and that all of your good days and all of your bad days have to come together. When you meet someone who is in their healing phases and they seem happy all the time, Every day's a good day. Every day's perfect. They are in a good mood all the time. That's bullshit. It's bullshit, and those people know that it's bullshit. Real healing looks like, like I said, having 10, 12, you know, a month worth of good days and then having one really shitty day. But the thing is, we're not trying to avoid having bad days. The idea is to learn to cope with those bad days a lot better than we would have before. So obviously, if you're going through something right now that's very trying, very difficult, your coping skills aren't going to be where they need to be right now. But over time, when you have the good days and on those good days, you start planning for the bad days, you start understanding, okay, today's a really good day and I know that. So the next time I have a bad day, this is what I need. This is what my body needs. For example, when I'm having really, really good days. Like, I mean, I'm super productive and things are just going exactly my way and I'm just feeling like the best. I know that there's going to be a bad day eventually 
So I start planning for that. I say, okay, I'm having a really good day today and I want to prepare while I'm in this good mood. So here's what I like to do. And I'm going to let you guys in on this because it's really, really helpful no matter what your favorite hobby is. So I'm a very artistic person. I love to write. I love to draw. I love art. I love to paint. Anyone that knows me knows this about me. So on really, really good days, I will go and buy different supplies for that, whether that be a canvas or a new planner or a journal, anything that has to do with any type of creativity, I will go buy those things on the days that I'm having a good day. That way, when a bad day sneaks up on me and I'm just feeling low and I'm feeling like I don't have any energy, I already have all of the tools that I need to help myself out of that funk. And I promise you, you will get out of that funk. I know it doesn't feel like you will, but you will. And when you do, you'll be saying to yourself, wow, I'm really glad that I was prepared for this. Like, I'm really glad that I had my food ready. I had all of my supplies ready. I had my journal ready. And you're ready to take care of yourself on those days that you don't feel your best. And this also ties into the very first point that I had at the beginning where we're being honest with ourselves, right? So be honest with yourself about the good and bad days. If you're having a string of really, really good days, just understand and be honest with yourself and just say, hey, I know I've had some really good days and it's okay if I'm going to have a bad one here coming up or I've had a really, really long string of bad days and I know that I'm bound to have a good day any day now. And again, anyone that tells you that they're in a good mood all the time and that everything's always great, they're lying to you. It's bullshit. This fourth one is something that you'll probably need to remind yourself of more daily because it's very, very important. And that is when you are going through one of the hardest times of your life and you have to do things that are going to better you, stop defending yourself to people who don't understand that. Better yet, stop defending your decisions to anyone. You do not have to prove or defend your choices to anyone ever. I feel like as a mom, this is a really hard concept for us to adapt and really take on every day because we are constantly getting opinions shoved down our throats about what good parenting looks like, what bad parenting looks like, what we should feed our kids, what we shouldn't feed our kids when really we're just trying to keep ourselves and our kids alive. But if you're not a mom and you don't have a crotch goblin, stop defending yourself anyways because at the end of the day, whether you make shitty decisions or whether you make good decisions, your decisions are your decisions and you should not be defending them to anyone. I'm really passionate about this one because as a mom and as someone who started their own business, I have taken so much heat from people about my decision to, you know, be a business owner and to be a single mom and this, that, and the third. And if you're in that position and you are making decisions that you know are going to better yourself, don't defend them to anyone. You are going to waste so much time doing so. And all of that time and energy could be spent into building the life that you want to have. And men, the same goes to you. You don't need to be defending yourself to anyone either. Not your friends, not your homeboys, not your group of guys, not your family, whatever. If it's something that you are passionate about and you want to do, no matter what anybody else says, you can do it. And you don't need to answer to anybody about why or when or how you're going to do it. In fact, I think you should be very smart about who you share your plans with. And that's not to say don't share your plans with your support system, your friends, your family, but be very careful about the people that you are preaching your plans to because 
you don't want to end up in a position where you even have to feel like you're defending yourself. Any type of situation that you can avoid defending yourself, avoid it. If you're a man and your goal is to get into bodybuilding or, you know, start your fitness journey and all of your friends like to go out to the bars every single weekend and you know that you can't do that, stop defending yourself to those people who are committed to not understanding what your goals are. You could tell someone a thousand times, this is what I want to do and this is how I'm going to do it and this is how long it's going to take. And if they're dedicated to not understanding your plans or if they're very close-minded to those plans, you're wasting your breath. So why then go and defend your plans to someone who doesn't get it? Why would I, Destiny Grace, someone who wants to build an empire, have their own business, have a successful business, why would I go talk to someone who is okay with having a nine to five? There is absolutely nothing wrong with having a nine to five. Why would I then go and try to explain why I'm doing this to someone who that's not their end goal? And vice versa, right? If you're someone who's climbing the corporate ladder, why would you then go and preach to someone whose goal is to be a stay-at-home mom? This is how you want to climb the corporate ladder. They're not going to understand that, and they're not going to have the same support system as someone else who is trying to climb the corporate ladder. That's why I feel like it's very important to surround yourself with the people that are influential in the right ways as it pertains to the life that you're trying to build for yourself. You want to make sure that you're sharing plates with only the same people who are eating at the same table that you are. So if you've been over explaining yourself to people, that stops today. The fifth thing that we're going to talk about is being selfish. There is such a negative connotation that comes with that word, but just listen to me for a second when I say this. When you are having to change anything in your life, no matter what it is, if you're going through something really difficult, you are going to have to become a certain level of selfish. And this means creating boundaries for yourself that you might not have had before. I'm going to use a really nerdy analogy for a second. So if you're not into like zombies, aliens, any of that stuff, maybe this isn't for you. But <laughs> So if you've seen The Walking Dead, you know that during the zombie apocalypse, they're all searching for medical supplies, food, anything that will help them survive. I want you to kind of think of your healing journey this way. If you walked into a room and you know that the tools that you needed to survive were alone time, sobriety, or abstinence, you know, whatever it is that you need, you're going to take it because that's what you need to survive. So why do we look at healing any different? If you need alone time or if you need to take a break from a friendship or a relationship or dating as a whole, you're going to take it. Just like if we were in a zombie apocalypse and there's only one first aid kit left, I'm taking it. Because the thing is, when you get selfish about the things that you need in order to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish, you start to see a difference in how fast you can accomplish these things. You know, I've had friendships where I literally was afraid to stop being friends with this person because I felt like they needed me when really I needed out of that friendship more than they needed me. And if you've ever been in a relationship or a friendship like this where the only thing holding you to that person was because you knew that they relied on you, one, that's toxic, but two, you end up holding yourself back because you're not taking what you need because you're afraid of what other people are going to think or how that's going to affect someone else's life. And when it comes to getting your shit together, you can't be worried about how your progress is going to affect someone else's life unless it's affecting them in a negative way. And that's again for a different day. 
So be selfish with your energy, be selfish with your time, be selfish with the things that you want to accomplish and know that however you're going to get there or whatever it takes to get there, if you need to put you first in order to do that, then do that. And don't allow anyone to make you feel shitty about putting yourself first because those people don't belong in your life anyways. Okay, you guys, we are on number six. If you've been writing things down or you've been keeping track of what we're talking about, we're in the home stretch, so just stick with me. This next one goes back further to one of my second or third points that I made, and that is about the hard days and how to prepare for them. A year ago, I talked about the things that we digest when we're trying to become a better person. And when I use the word digest, I'm not talking about food or drinks or supplements or anything like that. I'm talking about the content that we take in, the movies, the books, the podcasts that we listen to, anything that influences our decision-making. We all know that decision-making happens the minute that we wake up. The second we open our eyes, what's the first thing that we usually do? We check social media, we check our emails, we check text. I'm guilty of it too. And boom, the first thing that we have in the morning is a list of things to do, a list of people trying to get a hold of us, et cetera, et cetera. And while with the way technology is and the way that things are today, it's really hard to avoid that as a whole. But some of the things that I have found to be super helpful, especially when you're going through a tough time, is minimizing how much activity you have right when you wake up. This is going to sound really corny, but if you are having a tough time and you really, really need help with this, I promise you this, this got me through one of the toughest times that I ever went through. When you wake up in the morning, instead of reaching for your phone first, instead of reaching for your watch first, your computer, whatever it is you do first thing in the morning, Spend the first hour of your day with no communication with anyone. Like I said, I'm guilty of this too. I definitely don't do this every day. But when I was really struggling with going through my healing journey, this is something that really, really helped me. So the first hour of your day should be spent with yourself. Self-care, and when I say self-care, I'm not talking about, you know, doing something elaborate or crazy first thing in the morning. It can be something as simple as doing an ice roller on your face or making your bed first thing in the morning or meditating for five minutes in the morning. This gives you an opportunity to mentally prepare for the day that you're about to have. And if you're waking up from, you know, yesterday was shitty or you had a really bad week or whatever it is, and you're waking up and you just feel drained, doing these small things every day instead of immediately going to our phones or our computers or whatever it makes such a huge difference. I catch myself sometimes literally checking my phone like the minute I wake up and then I'm like, oh my God, I feel even more tired than I did five minutes ago. So on the mornings where I'm able to wake up, make my bed, do my ice roller, which, oh my God, I've, I've absolutely become obsessed with ice rolling my face. It is like the most therapeutic thing ever. Or if you're someone that likes to go on a hot girl walk, I literally almost said hot dog walk, but I mean walk a hot dog too if that's what you want to do. Whatever it is that brings you peace in the morning before dealing with your busy day, do it. One of my favorite ways to do this is to set a cute gym outfit out like the night before. That way in the morning when I wake up and I see that there's a cute gym outfit already ready to go, I'm like 10 times more motivated to go to the gym, right? Because I'm like the outfit's already out. My pre-workout's already in a bag. It's ready to go. My gym bag's ready to go. And I feel like it just sets the tone for having a more productive day. I don't know. Maybe you guys do something different. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's walking. Whatever it is, prepare your stuff the night before. And I feel like you are 
way more likely to do it in the morning. And I'm not saying you have to wake up early and go to the gym to be successful, but if you want to get shit done, be prepared, be on top of it, and have that stuff ready to go. Number seven, there's absolutely nothing embarrassing about asking for help. I know that society would have you thinking differently, especially if you're a mother and that gets under my skin, but there's absolutely nothing embarrassing about having single mamas, single dads. We're literal superheroes. We can do it all, right? But that doesn't mean that we have to. And what I mean by that is just because that you can take on all of that stuff, all of that parenting, all of that stress from work, doesn't mean that you should have to. It's okay to ask for help from people that you love and trust, especially if you're a new mom, it is more than okay to ask for help. I know that these people out here will have you thinking that it's not, but it is much better to ask for help than to overwhelm yourself and be resentful later. So if you need help, ask for it. And if you don't have anyone that you can ask, build your support system. And I promise you there are people that will help you. And men, don't be afraid to ask for help too. I know we live in such a weird society where for some reason you're seen as weaker or less than if you ask for help with anything. And that couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth. Men's mental health is so much more important than we make it out to be. And I feel like it's not talked about enough. And that's why we have 30 something men walking around angry at the world who don't know how to process their emotions. But I digress. We need to do better as a whole in making sure that people know that it's okay to ask for help. And if you're listening to this and you know that this is about if you're going through something really tough and you need help getting out of it, any aspect of help is okay, whether that be financial or mental health or, you know, any type of support, spiritual health, like anything at all, it's okay to seek that because I don't care what anyone else says. There is strength in recognizing that you need help, admitting it to someone, and then receiving that help. And if you're someone who never needs any help and your life is perfect and you don't need to ask anybody for help at all, then good for you. Your ass probably smells like peaches and you're better than the rest of us. I don't know what to tell you. But if you're a normal person and you recognize that you need help, go get it and don't be ashamed to get it. And the last one honestly is the best piece of advice that I could ever give to someone going through a tough time. And that is no matter what the situation is, no matter how hard it feels right now, because I know it feels like it's never ending. There is good in this situation. I don't know what your circumstances are and I don't know what you're going through and I never will. But here's the thing, everything that happens in our life, whether it be something traumatic or something really, really good or something that's a huge blessing, it happened for a reason. Whatever your faith is, whatever your belief is, whatever your views are on you know, the higher being or whatever, you have to see the good in every single situation that you go through. One of the most powerful things that my therapist ever told me a couple of years back was instead of framing it as, why is this happening to me? You have to look at it as, what is this trying to teach me? And every time something happens that I don't agree with or something that I feel like is a struggle in my life, I have to resort back to that. Because if you look back to every single time in your life where you've had something happen that you didn't want to happen or something that you felt was unfortunate, if you really look back on it and hindsight is 2020, you'll see that that happened for a reason. I'm going to say something that might ruffle a few feathers, but here we go. If you've ever been cheated on or lied to or betrayed by a friend, that was supposed to happen. Yeah, 
because if it hadn't, you would have never known what type of person you were dealing with. And you would have never known what type of character you are to be able to deal with something like that. Because the fact of the matter is you never really know how you're going to deal with certain situations until you're put in those situations. So when you go through traumatic shit, it really prepares you for everything else that you're going to go through in this life. So if you've been through something really hard and you're going through something really hard, you're one of the strongest people out there because a lot of people just give up. And what happens when people give up mentally? They start taking on that victim mentality that I was talking about in the beginning. And what happens when people take on that victim mentality? They become angry. They have a chip on their shoulder. They you know, block out all of the good things that are supposed to come into their life. And the last thing that you want to do is to service yourself like that by missing out on opportunities that were meant for you because you're so bitter and because you're so hurt walking around the world not understanding that these things happen for you. I'm literally so grateful for every person that I've met in this life, even the people that I feel have done me wrong. And I say that because if they hadn't and hadn't shown me their character, I probably would still be dealing with those people to this day. So whether it's the universe you believe in or God or a higher power of any kind, you almost need to say thank you. Thank you for showing me this character. Thank you for showing me who they really are. Thank you for showing me what kind of people were in my life. And thank the situations for teaching you how to handle situations like that. If you had never gone through what you went through or what you're going through right now, you would never know how to deal with this type of thing. And imagine yourself 10 years down the road, if something similar happens again, or if you run into a similar type of person, you are now better equipped to handle that because of what you've been through. We've all said things and done things that we wish we didn't do. We've all been there. But once you start reframing this in your mind, as opposed to why is this happening to me and then turn it into what is this trying to teach me? I promise you in the future, you will make clearer, more educated responses towards situations that happen because you'll know I've been here before. I've dealt with something like this before. I'm more equipped to handle it from a different perspective. I don't know everything, but this is something that I've practiced myself, something that's really helped me. And I know that if you're in a position right now where you just feel stuck you have to reframe it that way. I was just talking to one of my best friends the other day about something really hard that I was going through. And I said to her, this is trying to show me something. Like this is trying to teach me something. And she wholeheartedly agreed and said, it is. And once you figure out what that teachable moment is, your healing is way faster. And when you're young too, there's so many teachable moments that we ignore because we just don't see it because we're young. But honestly, I've met grown people too that still act like they're 15 years old. So I don't really know if age matters at this point. But what I do know is the transition that you're going through and the hard time that you're going through right now doesn't last forever. And this is something I have to remind myself of too whenever I have a bad day. The thing that you're feeling now and the thing that you're going through is just temporary. So what can you take from it? What can you take from a temporary bad, quote, bad situation that can help you be better because the best version of you doesn't take what someone else did to you and makes that your story. The best version of you doesn't internalize what people do to you and make that the end all be all. And whether you're listening to this as a friend, a supporter, someone who's trying to get their shit together, it already means that you're on the right path. You're already listening to things that are going to be good for your soul, things that are going to help you improve yourself. And 
that means you're already putting the work in. So even if you don't have it figured out today, which most of us don't, you'll figure it out, whether it be tomorrow, next week, in a year. But by the time that you do, you're going to be able to take the lesson out of whatever it is that you're going through at this moment. I am speaking from experience. You have to get through the hard parts in order to find the lesson. You just have to. Healing is messy and it's not linear and it's crazy and it's all over the place and it's it's everything that you wouldn't want, but it's everything that you need in order to become the version of you that you want to be. And if right now healing looks like barely getting out of bed in the morning and it looks like you know, making yourself put on clothes and making yourself shower, if healing right now for you looks like eating a meal a day and just to make sure that you're staying alive, if that's what healing is right now, that's enough. If healing for you today is blocking your toxic ex, even though you really don't want to and you have to, that's enough. Know that whatever you're willing to do today in the right direction, there's always going to be someone who isn't willing to do that. And that makes you a stronger person. Putting in the work, dealing with the lonely days, getting through the hard times, getting through the nitty gritty hard part of healing. If that's what you're willing to do and that's why you're here, you're already on the right track. It takes a really strong person to do that and I'm so proud of you. I cannot tell you how happy I am to be doing this again and to be making content for you guys. I mean, I feel like now more than ever, we really need it. We are so surrounded by this idea in social media that healing is supposed to be this beautiful and like amazing thing. And while it is in the end, I just want you guys to have realistic expectations of what that's going to look like. You know, I recently just posted on Instagram about how much it means to me when I'm personally having one of the hardest days. And I mean, I know a lot of people won't tell you this, but even the people that are the most motivating, the most inspirational still have hard fucking days. And the old saying is so true. You really just never know what kind of day someone's having. And sometimes I will be having like a really rough day. And one of you guys will say to me, like, you're the reason that I went to the gym today or like, you're the reason that I didn't quit or you're the reason that I started my journey. And that, that alone is enough for me to do this. And that's why I don't care whether it's one person that listens to this or a hundred or a thousand or whatever. If you're sitting there thinking that your situation can never get better or you have zero hope for your situation, I'm here to tell you that it does get better. I promise you it just takes time and it takes patience and understanding of yourself and you'll get there. And when you do, you'll be so grateful that you put in the work and that you took your time and you were patient and you were resilient and you'll look at things so much differently than you do. If you took nothing else from this episode, if you didn't find it therapeutic, because I know I did, I love talking to you guys. I want you to know that we're all fighting silent battles, each and every one of us. And there is someone on your behalf that's rooting for you and you don't even know it. When I make these podcasts, I think to myself, I hope that there's not a girl out there who's wondering if they're going to be okay or not, because you will. And I hope and I pray that there's not someone out there thinking that this is all that they have to settle for, because it's not. There's so much more out there that you guys just have yet to untap and that I have yet to untap. And I'm so glad that we're able to have these hard conversations and really talk about what it takes to get there. If you know me personally, you know that I love to advocate on many different platforms. 
I'm mostly on Instagram and TikTok. So if you find me there, make sure to give me a follow. And I pretty much post every day. So you'll get more rants and more advice that you didn't ask for, but that you will greatly appreciate. And if you're here for the fitness content, I'll be serving some of that too. Just wasn't on the menu for today. You can head over to my website, which I'll put below, or you can shoot me an email, which I'll also put below. And again, you guys are amazing. And if you're having a tough day, if you're having a tough time in life right now, you're going to be okay. Take it from me. You're going to be okay. I'm sending you all of the big smooshy hugs right now and make sure you tune in next week for Mind Over Metal.